to another exciting hour of Infinite Love Talk Radio. You know who we are. We're your hosts, Doug and Jackie Christie, and we are bringing you Infinite Love Talk Radio right here on Blog Talk. You know it's our most favorite place to be this Saturday at 3. Now, not so no one's confused, every week we do our show at 5, but today's a very special day, and we'll tell you why later on in the show. That is correct, yes, and that is right. You can join us live anytime throughout the show by calling us, of course, at 347-215-8305, or at any time you can join us in our chat room as well. That's so correct, and today we are talking about a woman's work. We want to get right into what that really means and much, much more. Also, everybody, we will be welcoming a very special guest to the show today, so stay tuned. Babe, let's jump right into the show with a question for you, of course. Okay, do okay. First and foremost, as a woman, do you feel your true worth is appreciated and noticed by others? What do you think? I feel that my true worth is definitely appreciated and noticed by my family, which is you guys, honey, and um, my mom and, you know, my extended family and our extended family. But sometimes I don't really feel it's appreciated by the outside world sometimes, and not everybody, but certain people. Because I find, and, honey, you, you can definitely attest to this, that I find that a lot of times I end up doing other people's jobs for them. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Yeah, like yeah. It's like they don't put the same effort in and – I'll, I'll do something, and it's not appreciated, I feel. And so I end up having to go back and clean up their messes. So in that way, I would have to, uh, you know, say that, no, out there in the world, I, I really don't feel it's appreciated. But that's okay because that's what drives me to continue on and, and hopefully change um, people's behavior and their perceptions. And, you know, we'll talk a little bit more about the different books that we've written to hopefully motivate, stimulate, inspire, and empower women to not just help each other but help themselves as well. So I try to practice what I preach and go ahead and do it anyway. But that question, no, I, I don't think so. Well, you know what, let me let me ask, because you guys, everybody, it's the interviewer's fault because truly I try to make sure that my wife feels appreciated and let her know <laughs> that all the little things that she does, like making the bed in the morning, whatever it is, that thank <laughs> you because, you know, this is us together doing it together and I want you to know that I love you and you're appreciated. So when I ask this question, maybe because we talk about this a lot, baby, and it's from the emails and all the different things that we get, do you think that other women out there, some of the ones that you hear from, are feeling like they're appreciated? Are feeling which? Do do the women that, you know, email us and talk to us, do do you feel that they're feeling appreciated? Because I know more or less, like I said, I try Um, to make sure that you're appreciated. But what what do you feel about them? No, I I really don't think so, honey. I think that a lot of people, especially a lot of women like myself, and I hear it from them, don't feel appreciated. They feel like they put all this effort out there in not just the workplace but in their relationship, in everyday um, things on their to-do list to getting it done to when they have, they're in a position of hiring folks and they try to treat them with respect and kindness, they're not being appreciated. So, no, I really feel that there's a lack of appreciation across the board. And that's kind of what this show is about today. We're talking about and we're opening the floodgates about it. And if you're on the line, I see the call lines lighting up. Go right ahead and jump right into the conversation if you want. Um, this might be strange for a lot of people because they're used to our show being at 5 and this is 3. But if you just kind of want to chill and listen, that's fine too. But I can, I think I can speak for a lot of, a majority of the women. There is some, the exception always. You know, there could be, a, a, you know, some people out there saying, no, I feel totally fine, and that's great. But I think the consensus is more 80-20 that there is a lack of appreciation. So let's appreciate women in the workplace. Let's appreciate women in relationships. Let's appreciate all that we do and bring to the table. I know a lot of us say, well, you know, our guy is the handyman, and he can do this, and he can do that, and he's supposed to make it right. But let's not put all the weight and all the pressure on a man's shoulders. Let's carry some of it on our own, and then let's appreciate, you know, everybody appreciate us for doing so. 
Now, baby, you said one important word, or three of them, actually, in the workplace. Now, this is another spot where women's true worth may not be appreciated fully because, you know, there's so much going on that some people say, hey, I don't have time to, mm-hmm. you know, give you your appreciation. You just, this is your job, and you're supposed to do your job. So what do you feel and hear about women in the workplace and them feeling appreciated or not? I I hear a lot about that, too. I hear a lot of women saying, you know, I work so hard. I go to work at 7 in the morning. I get off at, you know, 4 in the afternoon or 5 in the afternoon, and I just don't feel my boss or my coworkers appreciate me. I feel like they're constantly putting more work on me than I should, you know, have on me. They need to give me a raise. They're not, you know, they're overlooking me for raises for whatever reason. You know, sometimes I hear that it's because they don't have a college education or I hear that they just are overlooking them just because. So I feel that there's a lack of appreciation definitely in the workplace of women and it needs to stop. Women have to be appreciated. I'm not saying that we can do it all, but we bring a lot to the table. We offer a lot. Um, there's a lot of um, ladies that do manual labor, for example, and um, they lift as much heavy stuff as, as guys do. You know, maybe not as heavy, but they do the work, and they are saying they, they don't feel that they're being appreciated. They feel like they're underpaid and, and that sort of thing. So to answer your question, honey, in the workplace, I think that's one of the main areas that women are underappreciated. Yeah, I think that you see a lot of that also, you know, obviously just appreciation, period. Mm-hmm. But women in the workplace, I think we have to look at kind of the golden rule. That's treat others like you want to be treated. And if you give that respect and that appreciation to one another back and forth, all of a sudden, no matter the gender, but we're focusing on women today, the appreciation will be felt because it's a job well done. You did a good job. Thank you very much. I appreciate the fact that you do all the extra little stuff that makes it Special. And that's a lot of the time I think that if you do take that special uh, time to make it just a little bit better than the average person, that's really when you have to notice because uh, otherwise it's just kind of a whole um, drum thing where, you know, the job got done, but it didn't get done with that extra special touch. Most definitely. And taking time for station identification, you're listening to Infinite Love Talk Radio on Blog Talk. The number to call in is 347-215-8305. And you can jump in our chat room throughout the entire show as well. I see the call lines lighten up. Jump right in the conversation if you'd like or just sit and listen. That's up to you. Next, I want to talk about a little bit about, and today, again, let me remind you, we're talking about a woman's worth. And, you know, what does that truly mean? And I want to say that making a woman feel good about herself and showing her that you know her worth and appreciate it, it can be easily done if you just do this. Be respectful to her at all times, you know, and don't have her have to ask you how you feel about her. Your feelings should be expressed in your actions. Um, That's one important thing as a woman, I can say, makes me feel appreciated is when, you know, if I do something nice, you don't have to jump up and down and sirens go off and bells and whistles and, you know, it's like the 4th of July, but at least be like, thank you, that's really cool or whatever. Just a little tiny bit, as my husband just said, I'll reiterate, just a little bit of thank is is enough appreciation for me, and I, I think I can speak for a lot of women across the board. No question about it, baby. When you ask the question, what is women's worth, I, I'd have to say that the answer would be priceless. And to, to show that, uh, it starts obviously with respect of yourself and of your woman. But romance, and I'm not talking about always physical, I'm talking about hugging and telling them that you love them. And obviously love, because that's the, the one feeling that if you can uh, get that across to your mate, that you love her and that you appreciate her, it just makes her feel that much more special, and that's what we're talking about today. That's right. Well, you know, being a mother and a wife as well, having a career, that can sometimes be a challenge for women. So, you know, I I really feel like it's important for um, everybody to understand that as well. Um, That's what's next on our list to talk about. we got a couple of points that we want to make sure we get in because we got this guest coming on we got a lot happening today on the show, so we're going to keep it moving. We could talk about this all day long. As you guys can see, we're very passionate about this. We're also going to do a show about a man's worth here coming up in the near future. So make sure you're tuning in every Saturday at 5 o'clock. Um, but like I said, you know, being a mother and a wife and, you know, having a career and doing different projects and helping my kids with their careers and my husband supporting him, it sometimes can be a challenge. But it's a challenge I welcome, and I have a strong support system. And that's one thing that women really, really need. So if you know a woman that's trying to do it all for her family, of course, you know, if her intentions is right, then definitely support her if you can. If you're just her friend or a friend of a friend that happens to know her, just, you know, sometimes offering, you know, some some assistance in um, 
telling her how much she's appreciated and that's really cool what she's doing can be enough to fuel her to be able to continue on. That's right, baby. And when you talk about inside of a career and having a family and doing all that stuff, do you think that this is something that maybe you, some of the women are getting all that they need, but maybe they're feeling a little sensitive because they're stressed, or how do you look at that? Well, I mean, I, I, I would hate to have to speak for all women, but I would say that it's a little bit of both. It's mm-hmm. Sometimes you feel like you might have everything you need, but then there's that thing where, you know, some people have all the material possessions, but they still feel lonely or they still feel unhappy and they can't figure out what's going on. Sometimes that's pretty much what it is. Maybe she does think she has everything, but usually what, all she really needs is that one simple thing, and that's appreciation and, re, and definitely respect. So I, I think they, there's some people out there, there's the exception that is getting what they want, but then there's a lot that's crying out for help, and I hope I can be a voice. And that's why doing all these different books, you know, my book Woman and now the book, you know, Proud to be a Colored Girl, that applies to all women, all nationalities, everywhere around the world. So hopefully I am a, a voice and they can see that, honey. And then moving to number four, when, you know, when her husband or partner does not fully include her and her opinion in the relationship, this can and will pose a huge rift between them. And it can even cause people to drift apart. And some women, they'll even go outside of the relationship to look for that type of, you know, care and appreciation. So you don't want that to happen. So always make sure if you're a guy in a relationship with a woman, she wants to feel her her. Um, worth as a woman, her worth to the relationship, her worth to being a mother, her worth to being a wife, girlfriend, however, you know, whatever have you, is appreciated. So, again, this show is all about a woman's worth, and is it being truly appreciated? Make sure you're showing her in every way that you are doing that. No question about it. You know, babe, even on from looking at it from the outside, looking mm-hmm. in, a lot of the times I would say that you have to kind of pamper yourself sometimes. And you, you talk about in your book, uh, Woman, where you're talking about uh, living healthy and tips uh, on living healthy. And you talk from taking long baths to spoiling yourself and getting massages to making sure that you're exercising, getting a good diet, and keeping your eye on your health signs and different stuff like that. Those are things that you can do for yourself so it allows you to be better about yourself. So whenever someone is showing you that, you really accept it and you're feeling really good and positive about yourself. So you just have to make sure that if you're if you're in a relationship, make sure that you are appreciating that woman. Make sure that you go out and you get my book, Woman, like my husband just said, and you get my new book, How to Be a Colored Girl. We're talking about women. We're talking about colored girls from all over the world. And a, a woman, you know, sometimes have adversity that she faces. A colored girl doesn't just mean the color of her skin. It also means a colored life, a colored experience, a colored beginning, a colored background, a colored past, a colored future. It means colored in every which way of the word. So all of us women, we are colored in some way on top of the fact that I wanted to bring to the forefront that have you ever seen a person that had colorless skin? Even an albino person has white to their skin. Uh, There's the black person, the Asian person. There's so many different colors to a person's skin. So um, today is the launch of my book. I'm so, so, so proud of it, happy. Actually, the launch of the Color Girl Movement. The book comes out on Tuesday. I want everybody that's listening to this show to go to www.colorgirl.com for more information. Remember, www.colorgirl.com, and you can find out what this movement is all about. This is something starting right here on Blog Talk. We did debut it on Vintage Radio Worldwide last week, um, and I had the artist that sung the song for it. It's titled Color Girl as well. We, we um, debuted that at the beginning of the show. I'll play it again in a little bit. But as my husband said, it's very important that, you know, everybody out there is appreciating women. That's what this show is all about. And when I give you our tips, I'm going to talk to you guys a little bit more about taking care of yourself, what is special for us ladies to do, especially with the weather changing. And um, I just want to thank you guys um, for tuning in. You've got to remember, honesty Love and respect are truly the most important things a man can show a woman, or another woman for that matter, to show that he values her and understands her true worth. And always remember, people, to appreciate women all that we are and do and we contribute to society. Hey, well, let's move into this mm-hmm. week's beauty and lifestyle tips and we want to share with you all. Oh, my God. We got candles, everybody. They are just a wonderful, okay? They don't just smell good, but they also uplift. They tantalize the soul, and they are great mood setters and also very relaxing. 
So I say get yourself some good smelling candles, enjoy it, but, and enjoy it, but you got to listen. You got to be careful because a fire could start, and I'm not talking about the kind you're probably thinking about. I'm talking about one that will burn all your stuff down. <laughs> so make sure that you are watching it when it is burning and you blow it out as soon as you're going to be getting involved in other tasks or walking away from it. Everybody out there, it is that time of the year. That's right, barbecue. Pull out your grills, dust off the cobwebs, and get cooking. Mm-hmm. Chicken, turkey, ribs, whatever you want, throw it on the grill. Enjoy the weather and enjoy the smell and the taste of some good barbecue. <laughs> that's right. That's right, everybody. It is sunny, and can you believe it? We're in the hot Seattle, Washington, and it is beautiful outside today. It also happens to be somebody's birthday, and I'll tell you who later in the show, so you got to stay tuned to find out who. And we are having barbecue. We didn't cook it. We got it from Home of Good Barbecue. It smells delicious. Now, of course, we don't eat beef myself, but we do eat the barbecue chicken, so we're going to tear that down. Next tip, we got the spa. For the ladies and the gentlemen out there, if you are so inclined to relaxing and getting pampered, now's a great time to check out a good spa in your area. I can definitely recommend a deep tissue massage or shiatsu. Shiatsu is fantastic to getting the energy up, to making the, um, I forgot what they call it, but the chantra of the body, making sure that it's even and so on and so forth. And it, it is painful. Shiatsu is, especially if you have constriction of blood vessels and stuff like that. And you wouldn't really know if you have that until they start performing shiatsu. And it is painful, but after about 10 minutes in that area, you feel fantastic because they actually release the clogs. They release the, the kinks in your bloodstream. So, um, But uh, uh, there's always the deep tissue. There's always the relaxing massage. So make sure you check out a spa in your area if you guys get a chance. That's right, and as always, when we talk barbecue, you got to talk fishing, enjoying mm-hmm. the outdoors, getting out there, and enjoying catching some of those beautiful fish coming back and cooking them. No matter if you're on the shore or in a boat, and if you're in a boat, everybody <laughs> take precautions. Make sure that you wear your life vest and all of that stuff. But if you're on the shore, enjoy yourself. Have a good time. Uh, fishing is the way to relax at the same time. Feed your family, no question. Fishing. Oh, most definitely. We just got an email, honey. They want to hear color girl so i'm gonna take a break and, and i think when we come back we're gonna be welcoming our special guest so hold on one second and i'm gonna go ahead and debut this is the title song from the artist bobby tinsley and it's a lot of press going on right now about him um he's passionate about why he wrote the song and and so on and so forth so you got to check him out too on his myspace.com forward slash bobby tinsley he's fantastic but here's the song Now they look stupid because they're wrong 
and welcome back. We was letting you guys hear a little bit of Colored Girl. We have to stop it short because I believe we have our guests on the line. With no further ado, we want to welcome our special guest to the show. But first, here's a little background info on her. Her name is Miss Olivia Jones. Olivia Jones stars on E! Entertainment's reality documentary soap Candy Girls. Olivia Jones, the daughter of music legend Booker T. Jones, consistently finds herself the target of jealousy among other Candy Girls because of her committed boyfriend, MBA classes and rich girl background. Olivia Jones has proven that people don't need to be from the hood to know how to hustle in this game. Having locked in jobs with superstars like Usher and Nick Cannon as the youngest in the group, Olivia Jones also serves as a contestant, constant reminder to the other women that life as a candy girl has a clock on it. And now we want to welcome her. I hope you are here. Is that you, Miss Olivia? Me. Thank you guys so much for having me. Oh, most definitely. Welcome to the show. I'm Jackie. I'm one of your hosts, and my husband, Doug, is on here. Hello, hello. Hey, guys. How's it going? <laughs> it's fantastic. And we want to start with, tell us what your experience on being on E's hottest show is all about. What's that like? Oh, man. Being on Candy Girls has been such a great experience. Um, you know, the, everything from the production to the other girls on the show, it's been <laughs> definitely a roller coaster. <laughs> but it's been a lot of fun because... Um, you know, it's brought, you know, the girls in the agency a lot closer, and it's also brought us a lot, you know, more opportunities. So wow, it's, been a, it's been a great experience. That's fantastic. And you're also a model, right, Olivia? Yeah, I'm a model, and I'm also an actress. Um, I actually booked a role for a movie this summer, so you guys are going to have to look out for that. But, um, okay. yeah, model slash actress, also getting into some hosting work. Fantastic. Okay. Now, now, you have worked with uh, platinum recording artists like Usher, Snoop Dogg, mm -hmm. Mims. Can you tell us what uh, an experience like that? Because I know the listeners, when they hear those names, they're like, wow, I wonder what it was like to work with somebody like that. Could you explain to us what it was like to work with some of those guys? Yeah, I mean, when I know when most people think of being on the set of a music video, they think it's like one big party, um, but it's actually business. You know, you get there and you check in with production, and it's, you know, from the start to finish, it's all about getting the job done and doing it well. Um, so my experience, like, you know, with people like Usher, for example, they are so professional and so humble and so easy to work with, him in particular. Um, so, you know, it's it's business. And, um, you know, it's it's a fun, definitely a fun job because a lot of times, you know, your job is pretty much just to get your hair and makeup done, go get on set, and, you know, a lot of times it's like a club atmosphere. So you're just kind of partying and having fun. Wow, that's exciting. I know our daughter's an artist, too, and I know she would love to work with people like Snoop Dogg and Mims and all the rest of them. So that's, that is just over the top. I have a question for you. You do a lot in, as far as community service work, and you have a strong passion for that. And yes. Didn't you spend six years in the National Charity League? Can you tell us more about that, Olivia? Yeah, absolutely. Um, the National Charity League is a really cool organization. It's basically a mother-daughter charity organization that does two main things. One is that the mothers and the daughters do charity work in their own communities together. So, you know, anything from the food bank to, like, a national recreation area to visiting um, senior citizen homes, you know, it's all kind of different, you know, community work. And then it also teaches the girls how to, you know, it, it also teaches the girls business skills because you have a job, either the vice president or the secretary of your own chapter. So that's a really good organization. Um, currently, I'm actually talking to, you know, schools in the area and basically just empowering young women, you know, like basically saying that you don't have to compromise your values in order to be successful, you know, in any industry, really. So that's kind of my message and definitely, definitely um, want to continue to book more schools and continue my speaking tour because it's, it's something that, you know, makes me feel really good as well as giving value to these young girls. Oh, that's awesome. Do they have a website? Uh, the National Charity League? Uh, you know what? You can just look it up. It's uh, the National Charity League. I don't, I don't think there's another one with the same name. Um, okay. And they have local chapters, like, all over the U.S. Chapters. Perfect. I make sure our listeners get this because I'm definitely going to look it up myself. My daughter's involved in all that type of philanthropy, and she would love to get involved and maybe see if they have a Seattle chapter. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. I, I believe they start at, like, seventh graders. So, okay. um, yeah, definitely let her know. No question. Okay. Olivia, you said that you were a model and an actress. I, I was just wondering, which one took you into the other? Did modeling take you into acting or acting into modeling, or did you spark them both at the same time? Well, I've actually been interested in theater since I was a little girl. Um, so, you know, I've been doing improv, um, 
you know, a little bit of comedy sketch stuff and definitely theater work since I was young. Um, so that was kind of my in and what got me, got me interested. And then once I got to L.A. is when I realized, okay, I can start booking some actual modeling jobs. And now I'm kind of transitioning back into acting. So I'm, you know, take, been taking a lot of classes and taking a lot of meetings. So hopefully, um, hopefully that will be my focus over the next, like, year or so. Well, that's fantastic. And we have a question for you. A lot of people ask us, a lot of our listeners, if they want to move to L.A., would you say it's harder to go there and get established, or should you come there already established like you have, Olivia? You know, I really believe L.A., as far as acting, is the place to be. You know, because a lot of the shows, even if they're shooting in Vancouver or Chicago or all of these cities that have, you know, better shooting requirements and more tax benefits, they still cast all of the actors in L.A., so if you're in L.A., then you can really go to all of these um, castings and auditions, and, you know, you may still be traveling to other cities, but that's where all the deals get put together. So I think uh, as far as acting, L.A. is the place to be. Okay, that's really, really valuable. And I know our listeners is like, okay, and they got their pen and paper out taking notes because that's the very powerful <laughs> information. They're yeah, always for sure. Us. Yay, fantastic. And, and even if you don't get an agent as soon as you move out here, um, mm-hmm. I always tell girls, like, just start promoting yourself, you know, whether it's on your MySpace, your Twitter, promote yourself, build your own brand. And there's all, also websites where you can submit yourself for roles, you know, like lacasting.com or um, breakdownservices.com. And, you know, just get in there and, um, you know, start being seen by these casting directors and you never know, it could be a big break. Fantastic. Thank you so much, everybody. You heard that. That's lacasting.com or breakdownservices.com. Olivia's given us all kind of valuable information, so make sure you got your pen and paper ready. We only got her for a couple more minutes. So oh. I'm going <laughs> to report it again, but thank you, Olivia. No but problem. Yeah, I, was, I was wondering, I heard you say uh, comedy. Now, have you got up in front of people and just did your own uh, own part by yourself? And, and if you did, how how was that? I haven't, no, I haven't done any stand-up comedy. Um, uh-huh. I, I mean, mostly in, like, within the, the scene work. Uh, uh-huh. But you never know. I mean, you know, I'm I'm working <laughs> on that. I've been taking improv classes, and it's so much fun. And, you know, improv especially helps you to open up for all kinds of acting, you know, because it keeps uh-huh. you quick on your feet, and, you know, you really just become a better actor. Yeah, you got to deal with all the hecklers. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yep. That's so you true. you think that people should do that? You know, up and coming actresses and people that inspire to get into acting heavy should they take all the different type of courses so they can be well rounded? Absolutely. And you never know what you're gonna um, what you're gonna end up really enjoying and connecting with. Um, but I think that you should definitely stay in classes. You know, work out with groups, and um, you know, the more that you do it, the better. Because when you do go into the castings, then you're going to be a little bit more fresh, and you'll be you'll be ready. Aha. Uh-huh. Okay. Well, what's some of your other projects you got in the works right now, Lydia? Well, um, actually, I don't, I don't know where your listeners are, but um, the 21st I'll be in Denver hosting a party, and the 23rd I'll be in Houston. Um, and actually tonight, if you're in L.A., come to Vice. Uh, so I'm hosting some parties, um, have some roles coming up that I'll be shooting this summer. Um, other than that, I'm definitely still doing the community service work um, and speaking to these young girls at the schools. Um, so those are my main projects that are coming up. Fantastic. Have you got any more questions? We could talk to you all day, Olivia. You got a lot Oh, of you guys are so on. sweet. <laughs> you, you know, one question I know for, for a lot of, because uh, my wife helps women and, and girls, and especially in the acting thing, if there's one thing that you could tell them and they, they're getting ready to get into acting and they have to go mm-hmm. to auditions and all these things, is there, you know, one or two things that you could tell them that focus on these things if you're going to go? Well, the number one thing that, people just cannot turn down and that they love is confidence. So, you know, regardless of how much training you've had or whether you feel like, you know, you're going to, you know, you're you're prepared enough to go into an audition, if you walk in there confident, then, you know, people can just feel it. So that's my number one thing. Be confident, you know, get your training in. You don't expect to just, you know, for it to just happen. You really have to put in the work and be dedicated. So those would be my top two things. Put in the work and be confident. That is hot. That is really, it feels like I can just go in there to any audition right now. I could go up against anybody oh. <laughs> right now. That's what I'm talking yeah. about, Olivia. It is just not <laughs> enough people out there that can articulate it and get it 
simplify down to that? That was a great question, honey, by the way, too, because there it is, you know, confidence and, and put the work in. Don't A lot of women feel like if they go to L.A., they need to be superstars within two weeks or they feel that that's right. not a good move, and it's not going to be that easy. There's thousands of people. No, not at all. There's so many. But the thing is, okay, I always say luck is when preparation meets opportunity, right? So when that opportunity does come, you have to be prepared. Otherwise, they're going to choose someone else, you know, and then you have to be um, – dedicated enough to wait for that, not to wait, but, you know, dedicated to still be in the field when that opportunity does come, because sometimes it takes a few years. (laughs) (laughs) That's awesome. Where can people reach you, Olivia? Well, they can reach me on Twitter, um, twitter.com slash Miss Olivia Jones, also on MySpace, myspace.com slash Olivia, L-U-V, love. Um, and also on my website, which is oliviajonesonline.com, and that's the main one. And you guys heard it here live. That was Olivia Jones. She's fantastic. Check her out on Candy Girls on E's number one hottest show. And also remember, she's going to be doing some roles this summer, so we got to keep our eyes and ears open. We'd love to have you back again in the future, Olivia, and thank you for joining us. Thank you so much for having me. Thank you. And everybody, um, we're going to jump right in. Before we go to sports, we got one more section to cover. I- I'm just really, really bubbling. She is awesome. Everybody, I'm going to repeat her website one more time for you. It is www.oliviajones, which is O-L-I-V, as in Victor, I-A, Jones, online. Dot com, and you heard the MySpace, and you also heard her Twitter. If you go to Twitter, you can always put it in, like look for a person, and it will it will connect you right up to her because um, you, you just got to follow what she's doing. I feel a really great vibe from her, and I'm glad she joined us on the show today. And we will jump right on in to that love is romance. correct. Let's talk a little love and romance, babe. What do you say? Okay, I'm ready. Okay. Okay, now you guys know that every week, how we roll is we read poetry or we talk spoken word. Well, we don't have any spoken word for you guys because we wasn't really inspired this week to do that. We was inspired for this this surprise that my husband has today instead. So he's going to recite something beautiful for you guys for this week. It's going to be a poem. I am? I, I thought we were going <laughs> to talk love and romance. My bad. Okay, yes, I will. I got something for everybody out there, and it is, if you haven't heard it, you're about to, and it's something that I know that you're going to love, by the Miss Maya Angelou, and it is called Touch by an Angel. Mm-hmm. We, unaccustomed to courage, exiles from delight, live coiled in shells of loneliness until love leaves its high holy temple and comes into our sight to liberate us into life. Love arrives, and in its train comes ecstasies, old memories of pleasure, ancient histories of pain. Yet, if we are bold, love strikes away the chains of fear from our souls. We are weaned from our timidity. In the flush of love's light, we dare to be brave, and suddenly we see that love costs all we are and will ever be. Yet, it is only one which sets us free. Oh, honey, that was beautiful, you guys. See, every week we like to come at you with something a little different. And, and just let your mind relax a minute because we know you are under a lot of stress. And listen to this. We have a couple comments and questions before we jump into sports for you guys. But I see a lot of callers on the line. Is there anybody out there that want to say hello? Hey, what up, girl? How y'all doing? <laughs> and I see an 813 area code. Who's that? Happy birthday to you. Happy <laughs> birthday to you. Happy birthday, dear Douglas, my record label president. Hey, <laughs> Happy birthday to you. What are you? That, that was, you, that was a beautiful rendition, Bobby. And, you know, on the first note, I knew it was you, man. I, that is something else. Thank you so much for calling in. That's 39, Bobby. We're, we're clicking them, baby. We're clicking them. 39? <laughs> yeah. awesome, Happy birthday, man. 39. Hey, I appreciate it. Yeah. <laughs> Thank you, Bobby. Everybody, that's our artist, Bobby Tinsley. I'm going to give you a little clip of kind of a little bit of his work. What do you do? Listen to this. I had to do something for my fellas right now. Yeah. Let's go. Yeah. 
but you never give me no love Spent time after time, time after time Couldn't give me head above See, I was dating this girl named Casino But all she wanted to do was play I spent all of my money like a fool for her Just throwing it all away now you guys gonna have to go pick up his album. It's titled What About Bob? Go to his MySpace. Thank you, Bobby. Bobby, you are the best. Thank you very much for hitting me. Birthday song. I love it. I love it. I love it. I knew it was him though. I could hear it in his voice. <laughs> Most definitely. And jumping right back into a couple of questions and comments we have, you guys, because then we gotta hit up sports. We have for you this week, it says, Jackie, what is your favorite thing to do romantic for Doug and Doug for Jackie? I would say my most favorite thing to do for my husband would be to order him Thai food because he really, really, really loves it or go to the restaurant with him and eat it because I know that happens to be one of the Doug. He's a very good cook, but um, that's a food that he just really, truly enjoys. So I would say that's one of my most romantic things that I would love to do with or for him. I would have to say for me, I'm going to keep it food, and that's cooking because I really enjoy cooking for my wife because once you cook something and they really, really love it, you can see it's a, it's a very <laughs> romantic thing. you you gotta you got to cook for your woman and see the look on their face. It's, it's really good. I like that. Mm-hmm. And uh, that's from Angie in Dallas, Texas. Now, uh, I got one here and it says, do you guys have a plan set for your 14th wedding yet? Where and what is the theme this year as we follow your wedding? and we love to hear about them every year. My wife and I have been doing it for the past three years now, and we heard about uh, you guys, and we love it. Our anniversary is June 25th, and this year we've been taking a cruise to renew our vows on the boat, and that comes from uh, Mr. Mark Lucas in Detroit, Michigan. Congratulations. Happy uh, early wedding anniversary there, Mark, baby. And the answer to his question is, if we have anything special planned, yes, we are going to be getting married this year, of course. This will be our 14th, and we will be inviting other couples, 100 other couples, to get married with us. It's not probably looked at as traditional. If you guys follow the news, you'll see. But we really want to um, fight for other people's rights, which is um, people, same-sex marriage and that sort of thing. And as you know, it's a hot topic in L.A. on the Hollywood scene. Um, Maine just okayed it. And we just feel like everybody, we live once, and everybody should have rights to do what they want to do. And um, so we definitely are going to invite 100 other couples to marry with us, and um, we hope that it makes a difference in um, the judgment and they open up those rules and let other people marry who wants to marry each other. And then our last one is, do you guys take time alone since you have kids? And if so, what are some tips for me and my husband to spend sweet time alone with our kids? And this is Lori in Sacramento. And I would say, yeah, I mean, you know, it just kind of depends on your lifestyle. We we are relaxed people. We enjoy watching movies and cooking and um, doing projects together. We're involved in a lot of things that each of us love, like designing clothing. And, um, you know, my husband is a professional athlete, so he's into working out and that sort of thing. I love reading. We love writing. So we do a lot of things together. Um, most importantly, though, it depends on what kind of time you're talking about. If you're talking about grown-up time, then, yeah, of course, you make you, you just set up, you know, set up things like surprises for each other or um, something that you both enjoy doing together, like going out to the movies or go to dinner in the movies. There's there's um, places to go. We got this place in Seattle. We haven't been because we have our own, but it's this place called Tubbs. And, um, honey, tell them a little bit about Tubbs. Uh, Tubbs is a fantastic place for mm-hmm. those who enjoy to enjoy each other. Tubbs is a great place, yeah, but it, uh, you right. got hot tubs and different things. It's a place where you can go, you can be romantic, take uh, your wine or your champagne or whatever, and, and just uh, enjoy yourself at uh, Most definitely, and that's some quiet alone time you could spend. So just figure out what you want to do, and um, you can make it happen. And I think it's about that time. Let's get hyped and stuff up in here and get ready to do sports. You know, this seems to be like the biggest segment in our life. Right here, right here. As always, you know that music means one thing and one thing only. It's time to talk some sports, whether it's basketball, football, baseball. Tiger is on the links. we got so much to cover in a short amount of time. Wizzle, are you there with me? I am here. Happy birthday to you. Hey, happy birthday. (laughs) 
Good looking out, man. That's two times today. I am batting a thousand two for two, no question about it. Uh, Wither, we got games going uh, two times today. We're going to get a couple in tomorrow. So much in sports. Uh, let, let's start with where we're at. Dallas and Denver. 0-2. Denver is beating the living bejesus out of the Dallas Mavericks. They get a little home cooking today. Got some off-court issues, but uh, do you think they can even match up? And if you're watching, well, give me an update. You know what? Uh, I I'm not watching them right now. I'm sorry. I, I'm curious to to see what Dallas is going to do today because uh, actually what it looks like is just personnel-wise, they just don't have uh, what it takes to match up. Uh, They come off the bench with guys who uh, are high-energy guys in terms of uh, we're talking about Denver, and um, really their star players are are, are playing in key roles right now, which has always been a problem with the Nuggets. So uh, really, uh, and I think sky's the limit for them because uh, we don't know how good they can be. I, I totally agree with you. When you look at the matchups, you got Kidd versus Billups. That's a squash. Uh, Jason the Jet Terry's coming off the bench. J.R. Smith, that's a squash, and I think J.R. gets the better of that one. Dirk, you got Nene, Kaliza, Kenyon Martin, Mello, Birdman. All these people can guard Dirk Nowinski, which puts him at a, at a big loss because each one of them bring a different type of style of defense and uh, another arsenal for him to think about. Josh is back. Uh, Howard that is for Denver, I mean Dallas today, but uh, he looks to still be a little bit hobbled, and I just don't think Dallas has enough guns, and that's really kind of scary to say because they've always outscored people, but the Denver Nuggets, uh, they they could be doing something big, ladies and gentlemen. We're going to have to watch them, and keeping it in the West. Los Angeles two games, Houston one game, and uh, as we said, the Denver Nuggets could be waiting. And for L.A., Wizzle, do you, do you see them getting out of this Houston series now fairly easy, whereas at first it looked like it could be a real, real difficult task? Well, you know, um, obviously the, the, the saying goes, the series starts once you get a win on the other team's court. So with that being said, uh, we would expect a, a big-time performance out of players but I just think that the injuries that were uh, occurring last night, uh, I don't know if you had a chance to check the game out, but Yao Ming was nursing uh, probably an orange-sized bruise on his knee, and he was limping around pretty good. Uh, so I, I don't know if they're going to be able to hold up. Um, it, it certainly looked entertaining on paper. I think the biggest thing with that series is is the problem that I have with the NBA, and that is, if you got these men at at the highest level of their games trying to compete, you got to allow them to play. And it just seems like the refs get in the way too much. And I don't know if anybody else feels like that because you know some of the, some of the fouls, hey, they're you know we know what those fouls mean. But the other kind of stuff is basketball oriented. And I think you got to let a lot of stuff go. Well, looking at the Fisher suspension, I, I didn't think, obviously, that he should get suspended. I know a lot of people said he looked back, he really sized him up and all of that type of stuff. But these are playoff fouls, and that, this is playoff. We're setting, we're setting a tone. We are trying to do something here. And to be honest with you, the Fisher suspension, I think, was the best thing that happened for Los Angeles because it really let other guys step in, like Jordan Farmar. Obviously, uh, Shannon Brown uh, is able to step in without the you know Fisher that that uh, solidifying rock that he could depend on. Now, you know, it's kind of up in the air. Is uh, Farmar going to play good today? And all of a sudden, it let these guys get their feet under them, and, and I truly think it, it was a blessing in disguise. But uh, when you talk about fouls, I, I didn't think that that was as bad as they made it out. It was good. He got a good hit on him. Uh, he got teeth in the head. Our test flagrant foul, too, last night, I, I didn't, I, I don't see it. I, I just think those are good playoff fouls, like you just said, Whistle. I agree with you. That and, and that play, really, the one on our test last night was, uh, you know, just some of the plays, the inconsistencies. If you're gonna officiate a game, you got to be so tight to where you control the tempo, and not necessarily the tempo, but you know the type of energy and and the and the type of aggression that players are playing with. Because if you don't stop stuff, or if a guy feels like he's you know he's getting taken advantage of, he's gonna lash out and. Take for example the 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 the, the flagrant foul that Kobe was assessed for elbowing Ron Artest. Well, he actually got elbowed. The refs miss it. Ron Artest, we all know he has a short fuse. He could have went over there and did anything mm-hmm. to Kobe, mm-hmm. and then they end up saying that Kobe actually elbowed him. And this is a day late, so those are the kind of things that you need to straighten out 
in terms of keeping a, a consistent flow with the game and, and, and a consistent level of how both teams are going to compete. No question. Well, when you're speaking about refs, that leads us right into our Eastern Conference matchup, Boston versus Orlando. Orlando earlier, uh, they went up two games to one on the Boston Celtics yesterday. And uh, Rayford Austin with a slap in the back of the head of one Eddie House after Eddie was uh, slapping them in the head (laughs) with those jump shots. Uh, He was suspended for one game. What did you think about that one? Well, I certainly think that that the call was accurate. you can't well, you can't slap people in the head, but hey, for the the sake of because I I do tend to look at things in the from the comedy side, that was some funny stuff. <laughs> that was some real, and uh, you know, and I really think Eddie House is uh, maybe obviously people don't realize what he does. He's gonna make it if you leave him open, so just stand by him. So uh, obviously uh, that was an inaccurate assessment of that situation at the rest. and they took care of it properly. And I do think that uh, Rayford or we playing with a little chip on his shoulder when he comes back. So we'll see what happens there. No question. Anthony Johnson steps in big for Orlando, plays, uh, you, you know, he's a veteran, rock. He just played really well. Uh, I look at that series now, 2-1 Orlando. Uh, obviously, game four is a must-win for uh, Boston because going home, I think they put together a good game and they and they win that one. But if, if they have to win three in a row, I think that puts a real bunch of pressure on them. If they can keep the series even, I think that puts pressure on Orlando to keep making plays, keep playing big, keep doing the things that they do, and that's the way that Boston could win because they've been there before and they've done it, whereas Orlando's trying to do it. If the pressure is continuously applied against them, I think we could see some faltering, but if Orlando wins game four, I would have to say the series is over. What do you say? Uh, I would agree with you there. Um, you know, I, there's just something about Orlando that just seems that, like they just won't don't get it. They don't seem to understand the position that they're in. And um, I, I know it could be youth, and obviously Chicago was in that same position, but you're playing a team, if you leave any crack in the window, they, they're going to try to sneak in, and I just think that you got to you have a team down, and uh, no pun intended, but you got your foot on their neck. You got to leave it there, and so uh, uh, we'll, we'll see if they can develop a killer instinct. No question. When you talk about a foot on the neck, Cleveland Cavaliers have their foot all on their neck and their back and their chest <laughs> and everywhere. Atlanta is down two games to love. Joe Johnson, ankle injury. Al Horford, ankle injury. Marvin Williams, ankle injury. LeBron James, for a real baby. He is bringing it. His his troops are bringing it. you got to love what you're seeing with Cleveland right now. And of all of the stars left in the NBA, I would say that he looks the freshest, the strongest, and the most dominant at this particular point. Do you see a sweep here? Yeah, uh, I do see a sweep. Uh, you know, I just really thought that this would be a coming-out party for Joe Johnson. I think a lot of people don't realize the type of talent that he has. But, uh, again, it, it, maybe there's individual things and. In, you know, I, I, hey, obviously the ankle injury was huge, but I think it's something that you're just going to have to tough it out and, and figure out a way to play because your team needs you so much. You are that valuable. And, uh, it, you know, hey, it's not my ankle, but I've seen a lot worse. Was I, I'm hoping that he'll play this next game because they really need him just to make it competitive and, uh, and, and to, to keep Atlanta playing at a high level. No question. I, I really think that LeBron James has really stepped onto the stage. I mean, just from the standpoint of getting the MVP award in front of his hometown crowd and then going out and not throwing up a donut, putting out a, a game uh, that was for the ages as far as coming out and really, you know, stuffing the stat sheet, getting a W, and then coming back the next night or the, a, a day later, excuse me, and doing it again. Uh, I just can't say enough. But before we get out of basketball, Wizzle, looking at the West real quickly, Houston, such a physical team. Kobe Bryant, if you want to say, is, is facing uh, one of these uh, Michael Jordan analogies again because Michael had to go through Detroit. Then he had to go through the Knicks with Xavier McDaniel and Oakley and all of those guys, physical, dominating. And this is the type of time where I really think that, that Kobe could solidify himself and, and start looking legendary because when he faces Houston, he's facing a physicality that he hasn't seen all year, and then it's going to step up even a higher level to Denver because they have the same type of people and they're going to do the same type of thing. And if he can overcome that and get to the championship and ultimately win, I think you have to start you know, really putting his name in there as, as legendary. What do you say? 
uh, you know, as tough as it is to admit, you have to give the guy credit. Um, watch Kobe play, you watch him, like, uh, say, for example, last year in the finals, I wasn't uh, particularly proud of the way that he played and competed down the stretch. Uh, it looked like maybe to some that he gave up on his team. Um, now, when you see him at his best and he's going to his areas and He's knocking his shots down, and he, he really looks like he's one of the best players in the world. So uh, mm-hmm. that'll be one that we'll be looking forward to in terms of if it's going to be Lakers. And no question. Ability to make buckets. Wizzle, before we let you go, I, I got some quick bits for you. And I just, if you haven't heard it, just say you haven't heard it. But if you have, just get, get, I need a sound bite from you. Manny Ramirez, 50-game suspension warranted or not? Woo! That hurts. That tops about seven point one, seven point three mil. It kills LA. Uh, the, the 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 promotions that they had going on for uh, for Manny and, and and also the ticket holders. Uh, it really is a huge blow to, to Dodger baseball. Um, ultimately, it, it hurts Manny and his legacy in other people's eyes. I, I still think he's an outstanding player. But uh, a lot of people, you have to be clear that. Uh, the the substance or that they deemed uh, illegal was legal last year. So there are a lot of things that are kind of weird in terms of dealing with professional sports and and uh, the sponsors and uh, uh, in terms of dealing with uh, nutrients and, and supplements and those type of things. So uh, hey, it's obviously that somebody, somebody wasn't clear and on the same page, and you know it's just an unfortunate thing. I, I was really really uh, enjoying watching LA and what he does for their fans. And uh, to see him lose yesterday was really a big blow. So I think it's going to affect him in the long run. Well, Manny back, I mean, uh, Manny out, A-Rod back, and he comes back with the bang. First pitch out of the ballpark. What do you say about A-Rod coming back and swinging the bat? The Yankees drop five-game losing streak and get a win. Do uh, do we get some pep in the Yankees and see something here, or, or is this just a one-game bang and you just have to credit his uh, tremendous athletic ability? Well, obviously, you got to give credit to his athletic ability. He is uh, still one of the best players in the game, if not the best, um, in terms of position, production, and, and, and golden gloves and those type of things. Uh, I just think that what it's going to do is it, it really allows New York to see what type of club they are uh, and the fans who are so hard and critical of their ride to see what type of uh, uh, player that they have. And, it, and you know, if he fizzles out a bit in the postseason, so be you. You have a team, and, and he, if he helps you to get as far as you can, you got to respect that and honor that. And uh, I just don't think he gets a, a enough credit. Uh, it seems like he takes a lot of the blame for New York's problems. But he keeps putting up uh, posts in great years, so uh, I like him. I think he's a good guy, and everybody makes mistakes. You just got to move forward, and that's how you're measured in the future. No question. Before we let you go, Wizzle, tonight, 9.30 Eastern Time, HBO has Chad Dawson versus Antonio Tarver. And uh, Chad Dawson doesn't like Antonio Tarver. He said that if you ever seen the movie Rocky, Antonio plays his part well because that's exactly how he is in life, and he is going to beat him down. So, everybody, check it out. 9.30 tonight, Chad Dawson, Antonio Tarver. Wizzle, do you got somebody for me there? You know what? I'm going to go with Dawson. He actually looked pretty impressive. Uh, I know that Tarver's a sharp guy, but and he really uh, he put it to Roy Jones pretty good. But I just haven't seen the body uh, the body transition of, you know, the hunger aspect in terms of when we're talking about you want to be the best in the world and the best at your craft. I, I, I just don't see it. And maybe he's fed, and I think there's somebody a little bit hungrier right now. Check it out, everybody. I'm going to go with the Whistle Chad Dawson, 9.30 HBO, no question. Also, check out the Cleveland-Atlanta game. That will be coming on 5 o'clock Pacific, 8 o'clock Eastern time. Uh, you won't want to miss Mr. James. Whistle, as always, we enjoy your insight into the world of sports. Until next week, we won't be seeing you at 3. We'll be seeing you at 5. My man. <laughs> and uh, have a steak and, steak and eggs. I'm out. <laughs> That was the it, everybody, and today is my husband's birthday, and I see everybody was wishing him a happy birthday, so you know I got to join in, and I got to tell him mine, but this is what I want to say.
everybody, it's that time. we got to say goodbye. Enjoy the rest of your weekend. Have a nice Saturday night. And until next week, Saturday at 5, we'll see you again. Peace. Respect. You know I had to do something for my fellas, right?